Okay, let's go ahead and find Job, chapter number 33. Job, chapter number 33. And we'll just read one verse from there. On the weekend, Pastor asked me if I could do uh, tonight. So uh, we're here. Going to just uh, give you, uh, it's kind of a uh, point, 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 point. Just, uh, just give you some things to think about. Um, and this is something that I've been meditating on. I'll give the, the verse from Job will really just be an introduction verse. I won't sort of hang more than that on it. Uh, but I want to talk to you tonight about uh, why, why we don't listen. And uh, as I've meditated on that, and of course having been in ministry for a number of years and uh, been in a number of countries and preached to a number of different churches, sat with a lot of people, had a family, uh, and tried to walk with God myself, I reflect on the fact that there are times as Christians that we do not listen. And uh, not only do we not listen, there are times because we don't listen, we don't do. And so let's read our verse and then go further on this. Our verse in Job Chapter number 33, verse number 14 says, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. Uh, I think there are times when uh, God is trying to talk to you. Uh, he's trying to, to help you with something. And he's trying to get something through to you. And uh, sometimes uh, we just, we miss it. And it isn't that we miss it in the sense that it didn't come to us, but we didn't receive it when it came to us, or we didn't, we, we may not have recognized its source. And so we missed something very important uh, that God was trying to say to us. Um, if you've worked with people, uh, you may have come to the conclusion, you may have looked at some sometimes, and you may have thought, you know, it's clear to me that God is speaking to this person about this thing, but they just don't seem to be seeing it. It's clear to me that what is really obvious that God is saying to them is this, but they're, they're just not seeing it. Now, I, I, I don't want to be too critical of people like that because I've been that person. Now, I've been that one that uh, God was speaking to and I've missed it. May, may I say that one of the things you need to do in your Christian life is you have to learn how to hear God's voice. All right, So that does not come just sort of innate. I remember Samuel was hearing the voice of God, but he didn't know it was the voice of God. And he was, he was in full-time ministry. He was young, but he was in full-time ministry. He was around those things all the time. And uh, he had to learn how to hear God's voice. So that would be a good thing to give your heart to. And that would be a good prayer for you to make, would be God, help me to, to know when it's you. Help me to, to hear your voice, to know when it's you. And then maybe the next prayer is help me, even when I know it's you, to be submissive to that, to, to, to act on what you want me to uh, do, or respond to. So again, I think there are times when God is trying to talk to you. He's trying to tell you something and, uh, and you're not getting it. And uh, the consequences of that can be really troubling. 
Because it can, you can be in a mire or you can be in a very troubled zone of your life and God knows how you got there and God knows what it is that's keeping you there. And, and in mercy, he may have decided to speak to you about that. And it is mercy uh, when he does speak to you and uh, he wants to tell you, look, it's this. Because the, the, devil, the devil is a creature, the devil and his demons are by nature creatures of darkness. And because they're creatures of darkness, they do their utmost to resist definition. They don't want you to know it's them. And so, so what they will do, just when you might be starting to get on, listen carefully, just when you might be starting to get on to something, uh, it, uh, maybe your, your problems will abate for a short period of time. And so, so that will lead you to think, oh, perhaps it was just this. But it has succeeded in getting you away from the real cause. Does that make sense? So he doesn't want you to identify what it is. It could be something you're doing. And he knows that what you're doing is offending God more than you know it is. And you're, you're reaping a certain harvest because of that. Or he might know that this thing you're doing is going to produce something else that is not good. And he doesn't want to help you. We understand that. He's not on your side. He doesn't want to help you. He would rather you mistake it and think it's something else. So I've meditated on this a little bit. And, uh, you know, somewhat uh, this will be Pastor Shemish's thoughts. But you examine them through your own heart and through the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you decide what's true. You decide if it is this way. But I'm, I'm going to help you uh, by just giving you some, some things to, uh, to think about. So our thought is uh, why, why you won't listen or, and then from that why you don't do. Here's number one. You dismiss the truth because of the personality disposition of the vessel. All right. So somebody is telling you something and here's what you do. You say, but he would say that. All right, or, or you say this, well, he says, that, he says that all the time. He thinks that about everyone. All right, can you see what you've done? You, what you're going to do, you're going to discard that truth because the, it's coming from a source that you know has a certain disposition to a certain thing, and that's true, okay? There, there, are, there, are, no, there are no perfect sources in this life, except this book and the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he's still got to get through you. Do you understand that? He's, he's still dealing with a fallen son of Adam, redeemed, saved, sanctified, separated, sealed. I get that. But, but still cloaked in that, that old nature. So, so, so if God is wanting to talk to you and he's wanting to say something specific to you, he might be going to use someone and the danger is that he actually is using someone and that person uh, is being used of God. They have the key to helping you. They, they, they know, they can see it and, uh, and they try to tell you uh, but, but you, you bat that away because you say something like, oh, but he just, he always says stuff like that or he's, you know, that's, that's his view, he's like that. And what you've done, you've stumbled at the disposition of the vessel that God is using to try to communicate to you. So that's the first one that you've got to be careful of. You, 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 might, you might be listening and it might be true what you just said, but he always says stuff like that. That may be true, but, but he also may be saying to you what is true. Does that make sense? You, you, can, you can miss it, all right? 
Number two, uh, why you won't listen, is you presume an intent to damage. So you think that they're only saying that because they want to hurt you or to, or to damage you in some way. So you have, in, uh, if, you, if you're writing the notes, on 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 17, and it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Well, well we know Elijah wasn't the troubler of Israel. Elijah wanted the best for Israel, but, but he, was, he was denounced. The message he had was denounced based on Ahab accusing him, and well, let's just say Ahab really thinks it, that uh, Elijah uh, is just trying to damage them. You know, sometimes people confuse friends for enemies. Sometimes people look at someone who's actually a friend and they think they're an enemy. They, they think they're, they're trying to, to, to damage me. They, they're just saying that because they're trying to hurt me. Or they're, you know, they're just trying to say something unkind to me. And I'm just saying that those thought processes positions you to miss it if God is using that person to tell you. And you understand there are consequences to us missing when God is telling us something. Because I'm going to say it again, God, has, God often knows the very key to what's going on in our life. And, uh, and he's trying to help us. He's trying to help us. And he's trying to get through. And he's choosing a vessel uh, that may not be uh, high and holy. Uh, but he's choosing a vessel that's there in your life. And uh, that vessel is actually saying something that God is trying to get through to you because he's trying to help you. So... Number two, you presume an intent to damage. Well, she just says stuff like that to hurt people. Or she's just, she's got a mean spirit. Or uh, whatever, whatever, okay? You put your own, but, but you presume an intent to damage. She's just trying to, to hurt me. Number three, why you don't listen? Because you've heard it much already. You've heard it much already. Familiarity has caused a fullness of listening. Uh, that's, that's the great, uh, that's the great uh, struggle of this age, this information age. Knowledge is so available now, but to find the right thing, it's now hidden in a haystack. So before we couldn't find it, or we had trouble finding it, but if you located it, you sort of knew what you had. Now it could be there somewhere, but it's buried so deep with so many other things that actually trying to distinguish it is difficult. So, so that's the principle of you've heard it much already. You get familiar with hearing things and you've heard it so many times that, that you're no longer responsive to that. And can, can you understand if the Lord was trying to help you or the Lord was trying to say, look, I, I can help you with your children. I know, I know what's going on with that kid. Or I, I know what's happening in this area of your life. Uh, I know why you're this way. I I know the source of that illness. And God might be trying to communicate that. And uh, sometimes through just familiarity, we can can be dismissive. And, uh, you know, again, it's troubling for us. Number four, 
One of the reasons that we don't listen, it seems too incredulous to be true. It seems too incredulous to be true. It, it, it seems like, it, it, I don't think it could be that. You understand? Like it, it seems like it's too incredible that it really could be that. All right? So Nicodemus answered and said unto him in John 3 verse 9, how can these things be? He was, he was stumbling at the notion that, that you had to be born again. And it just seemed incredulous to him, you know, the implications of that. So, this, you know, how can that be? How, how, how can it be? Well, it was true what Jesus was saying. And uh, I think Nicodemus got it after. But, but sometimes what you're hearing is the truth, but it seems too incredulous to you. And so therefore you don't receive it. In Acts 26 verse 24, uh, Festus says to, with a loud voice to Paul, Thou art beside thyself, much learning doth make thee mad. In other words, this story you're telling me, you know, th- surely this must be the ravings of a madman. This is too incredible to, to really be this way. Okay, but not just Festus and not just Nicodemus. It can be us can be us. And not doubting the things of God because, you know, one of the things that as Christians do well is give assent to things that, you know, are out there in the never-never somewhere. That, that's easy to do. But what seems incredulous is when God brings something to your attention and, and God might say, you know, it's this. And you think, no, no. Or, uh, or uh, you know, you have another reason. It's often particularly the stumbling block of the learned that it just seems too incredulous to be true. Uh, You know, it's come to my attention, and this will seem incredulous to you for me to say this, it's come to my attention over the past years that there is much more damage being done in our families and in our churches and with people that is being done by spirits, then we, we understand. Okay? Now, I, I, I've discovered that, you know, through a journey not of my own desire to undertake. But, but, but I'm telling you uh, that, that that is behind much more of what is going on than we care to believe. Okay? And it can be all kinds of things. We, I, I would challenge you, if you seek the truth in that area, to go to the Bible and reread what you've already read and, and just have a think about what you're reading. Have a think about the woman who walked into the church with a bent back and Jesus recognised that was a spirit causing her back injury. All right, now that would seem incredulous to us. That would seem like, you know, how can that be? But read, read more, much more than that. And you will see that these things have uh, real outworkings. A lot of the things, and oh, it's another subject, but, but let's just stop. But it could seem too incredulous to, to people, those kind of things. So here's the problem with that. If your problem was being caused by a spirit, a demon, they're here. If that's what was causing the problem in your child, and I don't want to argue, you know, 
tonight or any time about in, out, possessed, oppressed. Let's just say present. Okay, that's enough. Let's just say it's present in that person's life to the point it's causing the problem. Okay, so if that was, if that was actually what was going on and you've been sincerely praying and God illuminated you to that, if you dismiss that because you thought that that was just, you know, too, too how could that be? Or, or you just thought that was too uh, spooky or, or maybe, uh, you know, I don't know what you would think, but incredible to believe. You've missed the very thing that could bring the healing and the hope. Okay, so it wasn't that God didn't try to get through to you, but you were unwilling to receive it. God provided an answer for you and you're unwilling to receive it. So when that sort of thing happens and, you know, you need to be prayerful and just say, Lord, is this you? Is this, could this be so? And I think the Lord is, uh, he tarries with us, he abides, he will help you to understand. But be careful about dismissing things that just sound too incredible. You know, we, we, we almost, we, we feel most comfortable with a Christianity that fits within our visible expectations, which are, which are often not high. And so if Christianity stays within the realm of our visible expectations, that's kind of the comfort zone for a lot of believers. The problem is in the real world, you know, like it or not, you're caught in the, in, in the middle of something where the devil is outworking his plan for the ages and God is outworking his plan for the ages and there's been this eternal clash that started in the Garden of Eden and we're smack in the middle of it. And, uh, you know, it is going on around us and, and there's lots of stuff. So we want to be careful we're not dismissing things. Uh, uh, one of my men, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the farm boy, I guess they all are, but, but uh, Dio said to me, he said to me about three times, he said, you know, when I sit in here preaching, sometimes it comes to me. Uh, that I should just go out and just start preaching the gospel and telling everybody uh, about what is going to happen. And, and I, I see a, a, like a picture that I should do that, oh, but I don't think I could do that. And now he said that to me three times. Now, it, the problem is when he said it to me, I've had an inner witness like, I think that's the Holy Spirit. Not just based on what you're telling me, but based on what you're telling me and also the witness of the Spirit inside of me, I think God probably has selected you for that. The issue for him is, well, how could that be? I have no education. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I, I don't have a position. I don't. So, so it seems to him too, too amazing that, that God could want him to do that. And, and there's, there's danger with that. All right, number five, why we don't listen you think that admission, admitting it, is loss when it's actually the beginning of your gain. So you're focused on the perception of who wins. That if I agree to this and I, and I, and I sort of agree that what you're saying is, is right, then you've won and I've lost. All right? Now, can you see that's a hindrance to God getting through to you because what God is trying to do is help you to gain. But you've, you've defined it in terms of a contest between, between who wins. There's a winner and a loser. And uh, you're focused on that perception. You confuse a blessing with a battle. You think it's a fight. 
about who wins, but God's trying to bless you. God's trying to help you. It's one of the reasons that people don't listen is because they think if I, if I admit that, then, you know, I'm, you win and I lose. But really, it isn't that. If, if, if it is God and you give consent or admission to that, if it is God, you don't lose, you gain. That, that might be the process of God trying to fix you. Do you realise that there are many, many Christian people who will, who will reach their peak of Christianity about this high, and I, I don't, I'm not demeaning it, but actually you could have been this. You, 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 you were able to be that. You, you, God actually had bigger dreams for you than you had for yourself. God actually, God actually knew that you could be much more than actually what you were. But you ruled a line off under yourself. You said, no, no, I, I, I don't, I, you know, you just, and I'm just saying that we just need to let God speak and we need to listen and, and, let, and just, you know, try to be open to what God is saying to us. There have been numerous times in my life where I hit an intersection and God was pointing out something to me that he either wanted changed or he wanted me to do or he wanted me not to do, to stop doing something. And he brought me to a place and there simply was no further advancement till we dealt with that. So I was left with a choice. This is either my, this is either, this is where I rule the line or, you know, I let God have his way. And, uh, and, and then when I found when you do that, he takes you on further. But when you walk at that, when you, when you stop or you, you know, whatever, you, you know, and it's personal, okay? It's not, I'm just saying, it's something that God knows and we know. It's, it's, it has to do with our relationship with God. We can, we can miss that when you, when you think admission is, is uh, lost. Okay, number uh, six, why you don't listen. You don't like donkeys telling you things. All right? So, so you're not going to listen because it's a donkey speaking to you. Now, you know I'm referencing the Balaam situation where Balaam's ass spoke to him but what Balaam's ass said was what God put in its mouth. And so, so that, that can be an, an obstacle to us listening is you don't see the one who put the words in the mouth of the ass. You just see the ass. Okay? And there's a lot of that in life where you'll come across that. But Jesus said out of the, or the Psalms say, and Jesus quoted it, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings. The word of God, the truths of God can come, uh, you know, uh, out of all kinds of places. And sometimes God will use a donkey to say, and you know what, it might be, it might be the only time that donkey's going to speak in its whole life. You know what I mean? It might be one moment, one occasion, one prophet. After that, it's not going to talk anymore. And it was that moment and you miss it. Because you say, I don't, like, I don't like donkeys telling me things. You know, you just need to keep your place. You know, you, you know what you can do with your advice. And you just, you just, you get incensed at the nature of the person telling you instead of listening to the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. Look, people who never had my best interests at heart have told me some things that it was good for me to listen to. I, I profited from listening to what they were saying though their motive was probably not to help me, but when I listened to them, God said something to me. 
God, God affirmed maybe something of something they said. Maybe not everything, but God said, that's true. Well, you, only, you gain from that. You know, you gain. Otherwise, you, you keep kicking your ass, you know, and, and you're plunging on to destruction and, uh, and you're not seeing that it's God. And sometimes people, they just miss it because, like I said, they don't like, they don't like donkeys talking to them. Evaluate what is being said. Don't, don't, don't hang everything uh, on who's saying it, although there's a time to put some weight on something depending on who's saying it. All right? So, but, but be careful because sometimes the very vessel that God is trying to use might be that donkey. Number seven, the reason you don't listen is your circumstances need to change so you will listen. And that would be the example of Nebuchadnezzar. You're not listening because you're too lifted up. So what's going to have to happen is that you're going to have to have a change of circumstances before you will listen. Lowness and loss can enlarge our ears. Lowness and loss can enlarge our ears. It, it, it can give us... It, it suddenly we double down on our hearing. Okay? And you, if you're smart, you would. And sometimes what's happening is uh, we're just too high and we, we're, we, it isn't that God hasn't been trying to say, uh, but we, you know, our circumstances are going to have to change before we listen. I've heard the testimony of multitudes, well, multitudes, many people who've told me that God was telling them for some period of time they're not tithing, the, their failure to tithe was offending him, that he, he was not happy. They were transgressing and that they were not tithing. And I've had, I've had many people tell me that they didn't listen to God when he said that before and they had to go through something before they suddenly listened. And really when they listened, they only heard what they already had been hearing, what God had already been saying prior to that. All right, so sometimes... And I pray about this. I, I, pray, I pray a number of things in my, my sort of prayers, but uh, one is I don't want to have to go through this before I listen. Uh, I, I can remember being in a place where I had to go through uh, a certain amount of loss and despair and discouragement. And so I just sort of threw my hands up in the air and fell down on the ground and said, God, okay, that's it. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Uh, I give in, I surrender, I'll just do it. And the next day, Sydney Hunter called me and asked me to come up here to Brisbane uh, and speak at Good Shepherd Baptist Church. And so, you know, I think God was waiting for that. Uh, he's probably waiting for some things in the church as well. But, but uh, you know, I've been through that. And, and boy, you listen. Uh, it, the more it gets stripped away from you, the, the bigger your ears will grow. And you'll, you'll start to listen. Okay, you'll be the person sitting in church who's hanging out for the word. Because you just need it, you know. You know you're, not, you're not stumbling on the nature of the vessel. You're not, you're just, you know, you're just listening. Because you might know what you've got to go back out to. Or you might have only just got in here. I'm talking about you just, you know, but you kept, you got in. And, okay, it'll, it'll develop your ears sometimes, your circumstances. Uh, by the way, Belshazzar, 
in Daniel 5, verse 22, is rebuked for not learning from his father's experience. You can go back and read it. So Daniel said, you knew, it's Daniel 5, 22, you knew all of this about your father and you didn't regard it. That's when he takes the vessels and the kingdom is removed from him. So sometimes what we need to do, when we see somebody else, maybe, you know, should I say being brought low, that just might send a little bit of a, a little bit of a tingle through us all to just, uh, you know, be careful. Just to, just to realise that could be me. Just to realise I've probably been in the place where that was deserving and it just might help you to be a little bit more careful. It isn't... God, God, is, God is teaching you much more than you know God is teaching you. There are lessons going on around you. Uh, I think I can say this. I, I don't think it would be a problem. Um, I'll say it anyway. On, um, when I was in America, one of uh, Pastor Fisher's sons, Michael, I think I can say it, uh, Michael sat down with me and he said, uh, he said, have you got any advice? He said, I'm going to sit with my dad. And he said, I just want to ask him questions and learn some things. And he said, have you got any advice about, you know, what to ask or how to approach that? And uh, I sat with Michael. I said, oh, that's a good idea. I said, that's a good idea. I said, now, he'll tell you he, he won't have much to tell you. But actually, he has a lot to tell you. So you'll have to ask. And you'll have to ask, uh, not in a bantering way. And, and so I just sat with Michael and talked about how you can learn uh, from your father. You know, what a tragedy. Uh, some, some of us have fathers or even fathers in the faith who are very well experienced in spiritual things, have been through a lot of things, and we don't tap the source of that. You know, you, do you know why you don't tap the source of it? Because here's what you think, oh, it's just dad. Oh, dad, you're a dad, you know, whatever. It's just dad. And, and, and you, you miss the source of uh, wisdom that is nearby that has come through a considerable price, and it's right there. So, you know, don't, don't miss that. He, Michael was smart to, to have that uh, understanding. Sometimes your circumstances need to change. So listen, I'm almost done. In fact, I have two more. Okay, number eight, the reason we don't listen is we're in love with our error uh, or, or we like what our error gives us or we like uh, what we're getting from what we're doing. Is that, and because we like that, we don't want to listen to anybody who, or God who might be telling us that that's got to go, that that's unclean or that's not right or maybe it's not meat, it's not appropriate, it's just wrong. And, uh, and we, 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 we don't want to listen to that because we're hanging on too much of what we're getting from our error. We, we, so, you know, during the Irish potato famine, that sent Irish people all around the world. So that's how they got out, is they had to leave, because there was a huge, uh, there was a potato blight, and the potato was their major source of food. So they, that's how they got all over the world. That's why you have all that you have. And, St. Patrick's Day in many countries, certainly very influential in Australia. Uh, when the Irish potato famine was on, 
people had to resort to uh, extreme measures to feed themselves. And so they started eating like rats, you know, cellar rats and rats from around the house. They, they, they learned to eat rats. And uh, it was survival. It was like, you know, you don't eat rats. You, you may not live. So just it sort of eat whatever. Uh, well, they got through the potato famine, or those that did got, did got through, and, they, and potatoes started growing again, and they got their abundance of good food back. But some people could never give up the rats. And they had just, they had just developed a taste uh, for something uh, that was not an appropriate diet, uh, was not the best. And they didn't want to let go of that. They might have had certain associations with the rats that, you know, that they just wanted to hang on to. And they just weren't willing to let that go. And sometimes one of the reasons we don't listen to God is we can be hanging on to something and we just, we just, we like what that gives us. You know, we like, we like the fact. So you might be, you might be arguing for something really quite contrary to the word of God, but you've now so positioned yourself on that error and you so believe it now that you, you, you don't want to let go of it. Okay. You dismiss the truth because you're unwilling to receive the implications of the truth. You dismiss the truth because you're not willing to receive the implications of the truth. Uh, and then lastly, number nine, why we don't listen is that you consider the cost of compliance too great. Uh, we don't listen because... If I, if I did listen, uh, it would be a big cost I would have to pay. And so uh, we, we, we dismiss something that maybe God is saying because we think the cost of complying with that would be too great. Can I just, can I just say to that, that he that loses his life gains his life. And, uh, and you, you need to meditate on that, that that if you're trying to hold on to your life, uh, you're probably losing your life. But sometimes what you, when, you, when you lose it for the Lord, when you give it up and you lay down to his will, that's when actually when you gain, you gain. And uh, don't, don't think that those things just apply to, you know, first century Christians or people in other places. All of these principles are, are just as real uh, for us tonight. And they are impacting us whether we're understanding it or not. So I hope you'll meditate on those things. Uh, uh, you know, one, a certain prophet said to a certain king, when the king said that, you know, his, his answer was, but if I do that, I've already expended a certain amount of cost. I think it was Amaziah. And the prophet answers and says, God is able to give you much more than that. Yes, you've expended, you've gone a certain pathway, you've expended a certain cost, uh, but turning back from your error, uh, God can give you more than what you think you're losing. All right, so let's meditate on that, and uh, I pray it would be uh, helpful. All right, God bless.